and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Joining us to talk about machine technology equals team member efficiency is Scott Bell, third generation owner of Brian's Cleaners, which has been in operation since 1938 and located in Pasadena, California. Scott will talk to us all about combining smart machines with trained team members to make a cleaning operation more efficient. And we're very happy to have Scott join us today. Scott, welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Well, great. Well, let's get started, Scott. Uh, Let's just tell listeners how much smarter has machine technology become in cleaning operations today? It's become a lot smarter, Tim. You know, I can think back when there was a real dry spell, no pun intended, in the dry cleaning industry. (laughs) Technology kind of left us from the, what I feel, from the 50s all the way through the 80s. Now, you know, in the front end, we've become computerized. We can all remember when there were visa files and receipts to find our customers' locations for their clothes, and now all that's disappeared, and the front end's become very clean with just computer screens and credit card machines. Right. On the finishing side, we've almost completely disappeared with manual presses. Our plant was completely manual. Now everything is hydraulic or pneumatic, and they only fatigue our employees' experiences from the heat in the summer when they're having to work hard on all those hard linens and everything to get finished. And then on the third place that's really improved is really in the cleaning department. Man, when we had a cleaning machine back in the 50s and 60s, you know, it required diatomaceous earth. It required... Um, carbon filtration to keep the colors from bleeding into the solvent and exposing it to the next load of clothes. And all that's completely gone now with filtration that's used through paper cartridges. It's yeah. made the cleanup a lot easier. Right. And it's made the cleanup a lot quicker. Of course. Well, you touched on how uh, it's taken such leaps. And along with this leap in technology, modern technology, owners today also need the labor Can you just describe sort of the big picture right now for owners who are trying to match up new machine technology with the team members who now have to run it? You know, that's something that's, uh, I think, been a benefit to the dry cleaning industry because with the advent of computers and everything, it's really been an an easier challenge because the people are forced into a routine on both the machinery side and the computer side. And it's kind of made it a little easier for training because the machines and the computer and the front counter, they can't get through the required questions unless they, you know, go through all the steps. It's kind of like you're the manager standing there the whole time they're, they're, you know, waiting on the customer the whole time they're running the dry cleaning machine. And instead of having to look over their shoulder, the machine's kind of doing that job for you and saying, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to move on unless you've, followed this step and this step and this step. And that's, uh, I think, been a, a, a real asset to, to management on that side. With those steps kind of falling into place in today's uh, machinery, if we dive deeper, how, uh, how do owners deal with the training aspect of their team on these new machines? Well, you know, we have pre-training where they can it and go through manuals and, 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 and read it to begin with, know what they're going to get exposed to. And then they, once they get up there, they can watch someone else do it. 
watch what the routines, watch what they do and how they handle it. There's always personalized aspects to everything practically that, you know, you're going to put in yourself, which is fine and I think important. But basically they understand that, you know, they're going to have to go through all those steps or the job isn't going to get done. The machine isn't going to, you know, respond back to them in the proper steps. They're not going to be able to fulfill the job. Scott, generally speaking, where has the technology improved the most in today's machines? By far and away, I think uh, the technology has improved the most by the computerization and creation of databases. I can remember that, you know, when computers were first came out, the talk was that, you know, everyone would be working a 30-hour work week or a 32-hour work week, and there would be less <laughs> hours in our work week. Yeah, right. And... You know, and that, and that couldn't have been more wrong, but I could see where they were coming from. But the, actually what the result was is that it brought technology that was only available to Fortune 500 companies all the way down to the mom and pop store. Yeah. And by that, I mean, with this creation of databases, we all knew what services our customers were using. We could turn around then and provide them or ask them, give them coupons for the customer's services they weren't using. We were able to track their clothes. We were able to track their habits. And on top of all that, you know, we could create advertisements. We could create full-color paper flyers that used to only be available through offset printers. And you used to have to buy so many of them that they're all generic. You could, you know, we can now make them unique to different aspects of our business. It's really made us look a lot more professional Let's talk about efficiency right now. Uh, is it hard to find the right fit between an individual team member and the specific machine? You know, I don't think it's any harder than, than it's ever been. Um, I think it all depends on the screening you've done in the interview process for the, for the right person. You can always find the right person, and then you have to work to get them to you know, buy into to that machine. And a lot of it has to do probably with how interested they are to get a job. <laughs> so I, I don't see that that's been a problem as far as, I don't think that the technology is so advanced that it's, you know, left anybody behind. I think it's more that the technology is, is just more, you know, more mechanical, more buttons rather than, you know, the person just can't walk up and intuitively know, well, you know, all I have to do is pull the head down here and it's all gonna it's all gonna work. That's not it. It's it's more fine tuned, skilled training where dexterity is far more important than just pure muscle and, you know, bring it just do this and bring it down and grab the iron and push hard on it and yeah. everything. It's, yeah, it's right. that's that's all gone. That's yeah. all gone. More of the process now. Yes. Can you yes, by far. Could you share a story, maybe something memorable about when a team member and their machine just seemed to click and uh, what that result was for, for your business? I had an employee that was doing pants for me, and I told him, you know, I'm going to change your system to where we, I'm going to bring in a topper that will blow off the pants for you at the top, and then you're just going to have to leg them on the press. And I don't remember him ever acting like, oh, I don't want you to change or anything. Um, so he pretty much bought into, I think, me kind of changing his setup from the beginning. And I brought a topper in, I brought a legger in, 
I can't tell you what the time frame was, but he went from probably 30 pants an hour to 50 pants an hour. Wow. Now this didn't happen. This didn't happen overnight, but by the time he was a couple months into it, and for years after that, man, he could really put out the pants. And I was, I was really shocked. You know, he, he would, when you would look at him, you would not think he was working hard. You wouldn't, you know, he wasn't sitting there sweating and, you know, wiping his head off with a towel and everything and, and looking exhausted. He was just kind of getting in a rhythm and was able to put out production like that. And I never had anybody do that since then. So I think it was just a unique <laughs> situation where it just, it just all came together. And I, could, I would not have imagined that, but it was truly something beautiful to see. Can we call that being one with the pants machine? You could call it being one, being one with being one with the uh, double legger. <laughs> <laughs> you you know you said um, a word that I've heard before. Are we can we say buy-in is really kind of the key to this stuff that we're talking about? Oh uh, well, I think it is. I mean, and I don't know that that's going to be unique to the dry cleaning industry. I think that, but I think that's what management's job is. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, you need to get the employee to realize that staff member, you know, look, if you, if you want to do, you got a, a fairly manual job here. And if you want to get the most out of this machine you're working with, this is the process that you need to approach this machine with. And there may be small little fine tuning they can do to, to their you know, maybe physicality or their actions, but for the overall aspect of it, they need to follow these steps in order to get either A, the amount of production out of it we need, or even B, to get the machine to, to work properly. Yeah, it really points out, you're really pointing out how these changes have affected machines and staff, and like you said, that it just clicks and works well together. Um, uh-huh. For another question, you've mentioned that tech today, uh, you mentioned to me that it's more reliable, but it can be harder to fix. Can you just tell listeners a little bit more about that? The tech today is a lot more reliable, but, you know, that's kind of, again, turned into a double-edged sword. And I think uh, maybe an example I can get that everyone can relate to is, you know, like a new car today. It used to be that if your car had a problem, not everybody, but a lot of people would just, you know, open their hood up in their backyard, get a wrench out and, and go to work on it, you know, and, and that's near impossible. You don't have, they're all, the cars are computerized, the cars right. require specialized tools to get anything done. Yeah. And pretty much that's what's become with the dry cleaning industry. You know, these machines aren't manual anymore. They have hydraulics. They have a lot of electronics. They have pneumatics. And, you know, if you can't read a schematic, for the for the electronic part of it and you don't have the tools for the for the pneumatic part of it or you know the um aspects like that you're not going to get it fixed so even though i think i can and a lot of people at the dry cleaning plant may be able to troubleshoot the problem with the machine they're probably not going to be able to fix it themselves so it's going to require a mechanic who has the tools and of course the parts to get the thing up and running again of course so you have your repair professional uh, on speed dial. It's a good idea. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, Scott, for uh, our podcast listeners uh, today, can you just share a tip or two with owners listening about how they can best combine their new machine technology with a trained team? Yeah, you know, um, not to sound too glib, but I guess I'm going to say very carefully. <laughs> I've uh, I've bought into new technology and introduced it, you know, throughout, you know, like in the beginning when I told you where dry cleaning in general was out of out of touch to team members through all aspects of the of the dry cleaning uh, from front end to back end. Biggest challenge is to get everyone to buy in and be accepting of it and to be able to see the benefits down the line for them to, you know, buy into this new technology. I think in the beginning, I, I, we try to pick someone we think, oh, this person will buy in. So it takes some judgment on that aspect. So once, you know, everybody in the, in the plant sees, well, you know, he's doing, you know, better with this and his job's getting easier, right. then you can get everyone to buy in. But, you know, you don't all, you're not always right. You're not always, you don't always pick the right person. And sometimes somebody that you think, oh, uh, this one's going to be the last person that's going to come to the table on this, really buys in first, and he's the one that, <laughs> that shows everybody, oh, you know, there's a great benefit to this, and then they get talking. So I, I think that's the, the biggest part of it is, is, the, is the buy-in throughout and picking the right people so that you can get the project off to a smooth and, and effective start. Better technology and a well-trained team improves efficiency. That's what we're talking about today. But what should an owner watch out for along the way? I think what we all need to really look out for, and I think what we're, we're looking for is we get machines that replace labor or you know maybe replace one employee, but you have to be able to extrapolate out in time and say, you know, gee, is the money I spend here really going to replace this person or is it just going to shift them? And what is the buyback time on that? If I put out this much money and, and do I have enough volume in my plant that I'm going to get a effective payback period? You don't want the thing to pay you back over 10 years. I think you need a lot shorter payback period and you need to make sure that it's going to free up the money in some other aspect, whether employee labor or employee time, that you're going to be able to get a payback. Scott, is there anything else you'd like to add today in our chat about how machine technology equals team member efficiency? That you have to be sure that you don't rely on machine technology and machines in general to carry your company. You still need to have a great team member atmosphere in your building because that's really what's going to carry your business. Um, you know, a longstanding problem obviously is labor, but in the end, what customers want and what's really going to make your business outstanding is your staff and their approach to, to the business and everything else. So although, again, technology is important, I don't think it's going to be the end all to, to uh, make your company last a long time. Well, that was Scott Bell third-generation owner of Brian's Cleaners, talking with us today all about machine technology equals team member efficiency. And Scott, I want to say thank you very much for being here today and joining us on the American Dry Cleaner podcast. Well, thank you, Tim. I want to thank you as well and the American Dry Cleaner. 
The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest fabric care industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.